Yo, Brosifs, this is your lovable baby boy, Brank, telling you guys that you need to check out Anchor.fm. It's the free one-stop shop to make your own podcast. You don't need any other recording software at all. You can record there and edit either on your phone or your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't need to hassle with getting URLs or Reddits or placing something so your podcast can be found. They'll do it. They'll put it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from them with no minimum listenership get that cash money now it's everything you need to make a podcast it's a one-stop shop so go there today download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started that is anchor a-n-c-h-o-r download the app or go to anchor fm to get started peace super super Well, hello there. It is I, your lovable baby boy, Brank, bringing you the hours here at Super BS, a podcast about video games. Uh, I'm joined by my ever-lovely co-host. Uh, reveal yourself, co-host. I am the real Josh Shady, but I won't stand up because oh I'm sitting God. down. Such lovely dulcet tones. We here uh, ready to give you the nines and fives and give you the Whoa. weather. Everybody knows <laughs> us, okay? That's not what we're doing. We're not a pirate FM radio station, even though we want to be. We are Super BS podcast about video games, mostly. And, uh, you know, we're here to talk to you about the hottest news, and that is honestly Lost, uh, the TV show from 2004 to 2010. Um, can you give us your, since this is a mainly a Lost podcast, can you give us your top five lost episodes, uh, Josh Shady? That's the thing that we want to uh, I mean, I could, but I also can't because I've never actually watched Lost. You haven't before. actually watched Lost? No, I have. I know. It's been it's, like, it's, it's one really of those, good. it's like Breaking Bad for me. It's one of those shows where like by the time I finally had time to watch it, I felt like I'd seen it already because everyone talked about it so much. But you didn't see it already because you can't even give me five episodes that you love. So yeah, even episodes, though people talked about it. Episodes one through five. That's, that's right. Okay, there you is go. That, the best episodes, man. Yeah. Um, no, that show is great. We've been rewatching it. And you also said you haven't watched Breaking Bad? I haven't watched Breaking Bad either. Dude, Breaking Bad's great too. Both of the shows have like a weak season in the middle, but otherwise they are they are what I consider prestige TV. Somebody who's fallen off TV a lot recently, they are wonderful and awesome, and I've been digging it. Did, My can, boy, can we uh, can we also give the 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 other big news from our uh, producers over at Disney? Uh, yes, give it. Please give that yeah, news. Um, we all well, know. we've been given permission to let the fans know our podcast is gender fluid, meaning like we want yeah. all genders to listen to it. Like that's it's a big thing. It's the 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 media has almost run out of ink writing about it. Disney is super proud of what we got going on here. I just wanted everybody to know. Yeah, please, if you're of any gender, this is the podcast for you. We have rainbow flags flying every day, so you know that we're an ally. Um, and if you don't believe us, then that makes you actually a sexist. So we are a corporation. We are actually good to people. Everybody knows that corporations are good, and they're people. And, uh, you know, we just want to take care of you. So that's what yeah. we're here to do. Yeah, we are a podcast. Uh, yeah, so 
when we make our character Loki gender fluid, that has nothing to do with trying to get money from you, okay? No, nothing. That has everything to do with making you know that we're your ally, okay? So don't ever dare think that we are trying to get money from you because we never do that. We don't like money. We throw it away. Yeah. We're Disney, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. We all, all the toilet paper rolls in the building is just money. We don't care. Yeah. I mean, we don't like it, okay? So yeah. get off our backs, okay? And uh, buy all of our stock. Um, anyways, enough about Loki, unless you watched it. Did you watch any Loki? No, I didn't. I keep meaning to, but it, okay. So here, here's my, my thing with, with like serialized shows like this is that I can't yeah. watch them without my wife, you know, because then I get in trouble for watching them without my wife. And she, it's because she hates them so much that she wants you to watch them and then be belittle you the entire time yeah, that you're watching exactly, it, right? Exactly. And she calls me fool and moron and dumb dumb. It just, it really hurts. Somebody's doing the Lord's work. Can't always be me. So uh, I'm glad <laughs> that she's uh, she's doing that for us. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Um, my bro, we have so much to talk about in the world of gaming. But before we get into the little bit of E3 news we did not get a chance to cover, what have you been playing? Because I have been playing an S-ton of stuff. What? So I want to start with you first. Okay, so I played, uh, since, since last we spoke... I played Slime Rancher. Oh, nice. Uh, the original? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't was... know if the sequel had a demo out. No, no. It doesn't have a demo out, but I was curious about it because I didn't even know there was a first one. You know, like I just saw the yeah. saw the trailer at uh, E3 and I was like, oh, that sounds like an interesting game. Started playing it. It's okay. I mean, it's, you know, you're capturing slime and putting them in pens. and the... It's a farm simulator. Doesn't pretty much, sound woke to me. I don't like the idea of capturing things and putting them in a pen, so uh, that gets a two thumbs down from the brain meter. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's not like... Okay, so you start out, and you're like, hey, they walk you through the tutorial. You have to go and capture the slime. It shows you how to feed it, and by feeding it, it, it spits out things that give you money. Through money, you can buy upgrades, so... No, it really is just a farming simulator, but you can't like there, there's no mission specific things, right? You know, it says it just it's like Pokemon. There's like different places you can go to capture different types of slime, bring it back, okay. put in your pen, upgrade your infrastructure. That's all it is. It, it's fun, but it's like not something that like I don't know you could play for a long time. Do the slimes also work as currency, or how do you upgrade your infrastructure? So the slime, you feed the slime. You feed the slime, okay. and they like they they poop things that are worth money. That's what I always believed. I mean, you feed yeah. something, it poops it, you get money. Feces, That's feces, normal. Slime feces is the currency of the realm in Slime Rancher. Uh, duh. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's really normal. I mean that that just. That's just science. I mean, if you don't exactly. know, exactly. then you're yeah. dumb, stupid moron yeah. who doesn't know about we don't, science. They don't use the gold standard. They use the uh, the brown standard. <laughs> nice, bro. <laughs> nice. I like how my uh, throat uh, got choked up by just saying nice because I believed it so hard. Um, my brosif, uh, have you been playing any other games? You finished that Ratchet and Clank? Or no, what have you been up to? I haven't, haven't finished Ratchet and Clank. I did play Godfall. Um, I got some thoughts on this game. All right. So, like, the combat's cool. Not allowed. <laughs> the, right. The combat's cool. Like, you kind of... The game is pretty bad, okay? But okay. the combat's cool. It's like a... I don't know. It's like one of those games where, like, I want to give it more time 
but it's yeah. just not good enough to give it more time. So I, I, yeah. I think this is a big downfall of it. Like, yeah, it is kind of it's your looter slasher, whatever you want to call it. Slusher. Slusher. But the sto- what makes this game so tragic to me is that the story is so bad. It does not have a story. You're like this. Okay. Uh, you're this god, and he's clothed in in you know armor, kind of like the judges from Final Fantasy twelve. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and you you like fight things, and then you're like all of a sudden they're like, oh well, then he, this guy betrayed this guy, and now you're trying to get revenge. Like they skip this whole plot, so you don't really know why you're doing things. Just kind of running around hacking and slashing. Uh, big thing with combat, it's not it's not as bad as like Bio Mutant, but it's still not very satisfying. Like you can't dodge; you can just like kind of strafe out of the way, and you can't jump. And I think that's the most annoying part of the game is the fact that you can't jump. It is sad to me that you just used uh, Biomutant as the low bar. That kind of bums me out. <laughs> it's like the low bar for combat. I haven't played the game yet. But yeah, I uh, I heard that Godfall was trash. I advised you not to get it. Well, you sent me a text I, said, I, wanted I want to, to get like it. it. I was like, I, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, no, no. I wanted to get it, but I also wanted to like it. And I was like, well, you know, Brink standards are a lot higher than mine. So... Maybe I'll like it, and then I didn't, so that's how that happened. Well, uh, everybody told you. That's all we can say is we told you so in uh, unius harmonious uh, cacophony of union without discord is we told you so, mm-hmm. and we wish you the best. Is that a Kingdom Hearts game that you just said? That is. Uh, unius uh, harmonious cacophony yeah. is the next Kingdom Hearts game. Kingdom Hearts... Uh, 2.97561. Uh, it Got happens it. between the episodes of Kingdom Hearts 3 and the other episodes. Um, did you get anywhere in uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? Uh, no, I haven't played it since last we spoke. Okay, uh, before I get into like the deluge of other stuff I've played, I do want to say like I have to retract what I said last week where I said I don't think it was worth... Um, uh, nine, a review score of nine. I think that game totally is. I love it. Really? I haven't, I don't think it's my favorite game of the year. I'm still kind of torn because I just liked Village so much, but I really like Rift Apart. I've been, uh, you know, all the free time I have to play single player games, I generally spend doing that. I'm trying to 100% it right now. So I'm like going, I'm at the end of the last boss, but I'm just trying to go through and finish stuff. It has issues. I've had a lot of bugs, weirdly enough, say. Normally Sony's pretty good at, at um, not having bugs, but. I've had quite a few. Like I, um, I got a bug where um, the Mrs. Zircon, the weapons dealer, she would not let me purchase from her. I've had a couple hard crashes where the game literally just like I fell off a cliff and the game crashed and went to the home screen. Um, they've been patching it on their side and it feels like it is getting better. But yeah, there's there's some issues with it for sure. There's a lot of bugs with uh, I don't know if you've dealt with the Trudy side quest. Um, the flying companion you'll get. Um, there's a ton of bugs where if you run into stuff, you just die. Uh, oh, it's yeah, it's it's got its issues. But that being said, I like Ratchet and Clank games. I've really come it around to just being like, I enjoy them. It's for the most part, besides those bugs, very polished and it's just fun. Like I, I feel like I haven't played a game where I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back to this. Um, that being said, because I've had so much fun, I have not touched Intergrade or uh, Intermix or no, what is it called? Inter Interim? Inter, no, not interim. no, Remix. I, I don't know. Remix uh, 2.5 HD Mix uh, 7.9. 
inter interlude no it's not interlude it's uh dude what is the name of it intergrade isn't it no no but the yuffie dlc actually has another name intermission there we go so yeah yeah it's like intermission for another thing that we won't see for five years yeah i mean i called it i'm not like saying that we're gonna get that anytime soon like we're probably not getting um final fantasy 7 remake to in the next three years, like anybody who thinks that is very, very, very optimistic. I don't think we're going to get it anytime soon. But yeah, I am looking forward to getting into that DLC. Have you turned it on yet? No, I have not. I, I wanted to, but remember I told you last week I had been watching uh, Clarkson's Farm. So I finished it and <laughs> uh, now I can play video games again. I just haven't done it you yet. You were so. able to, yeah, you had to finish the show. Everybody knows that. I That's had to. The legal no, I mean, it's, it's an amazing show. It's like in my show of the year right now and I've only watched just, one. So I just love how you <laughs> went out, paid a premium for a PS5, which you could have now got at the normal cost. Oh, seriously. And for a game that you won't turn on yet like you got it for the fomo of missing out on something that you have sitting at home that you haven't turned on what are you saying i i love it i love it that's what all i can say mean? is i love it can you explain uh, this means, to me again it means nothing it means you're a good dude who thinks about all your purchases and abides by and lives by those decisions um I just, okay i just want to make sure we're on the same page yeah and i'm not picking or I'm not making fun of you. I'm not doing saying anything mean because I'm a nice guy. Uh, yes. So beyond uh, Rift Apart, which I'm pretty much at the end of, I just haven't finished Last Boss. I picked up Pikmin Three while I was on sale. Um, I picked up quite a few things on po- sale wait, actually recently. Po- Pokemon Three. Pokemon Three. Everybody okay. knows it. Uh, have you ever played the Pikmin series? I have not. I've. I know you said great things about it. It, it came yeah, out. I loved one and two. The, the those came out on Wii, right? Uh, the first two were GameCube games, and okay. then they re-released uh, on Wii with motion control, or not motion controls, whatever the that you could use the pointer, the okay. Wii mote to uh, yeah, circle up your guys. Because I remember working at Best Buy when those came out, and I like I was curious about them, but they just you know I was more into 360 stuff at that point. I'd kind of like just let my Wii collect dust. Okay, yeah, I. I was you know a big fan of Pikmin. I got Pikmin three on Wii U. I did not play it really i played like an hour of it and then i fell off because i hated the wii u i got pikmin 3 as a gift last holidays i ended up returning it because i was like this seems like a lot for an old game and then finally the nintendo sale i was like looking for it to just be price matched physical for like 40 bucks because i was like i know i'm gonna play this game i'm gonna beat it i'm not gonna want to play it again anyways I did not wait long enough because a day later it was lower physically than it was, you know, it was 30 bucks physically versus what I paid for. It was 42 digitally. Um, It is a great game. I don't feel burned by 42. It's it's totally like a good price. I've been playing quite a bit of it. It's great while watching Lost. I'll play like a day or two because the game runs into day cycles. And it's essentially like a real-time strategy, but the main goal is puzzle solving. You're not really doing as much combat as you are like using the different color Pikmin that all have different abilities to go through areas and solve like, oh, this is a fire monster. Use the red guy. Oh, this is electricity fence. Use the yellow guy. Oh, this is glass. You need to use the rock guy. And you get more dudes. I just only have three Pikmin right now. Um, But yeah, I've been loving that. And then Xbox did this really cool thing. uh, This last E3, they started it. And this E3, they continued it where they released tons of demos or they allowed indies to release demos that you would have normally maybe seen on the show floor or at a PAX on just the Xbox uh, store. So 
I ended up playing quite a few of those. Um, I wanted to play a lot more. I did not find the time. I'm not sure if they're accessible even now. Um, hoping to get back to them. But the ones I did play were like Teacup. Have you heard of that one? Uh, no. It's cool. It's like uh, hand-drawn. It's like a really beautiful game. You're, you're a frog. It's a uh, light adventure. It's... I don't know what to say beyond like it was like two hour. It looks like it's going to be like a one to two hour game. It's just really peaceful. You walk around, solve light puzzles. If it's on Game Pass, I will give it a shot. It's not my cup of tea, but it was really beautiful and just like pleasurable to see. It reminded me of uh, the Richard Scarry style, like art art style. You remember Richard Scarry, uh, the 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 worm show that he had? The, the the what is it called? Fear Factor is that? No. Uh, Richard Scary. Oh, the busy world of Richard Scary. And there's like a worm and an apple and like cats and stuff. You would recognize it. It's like a very, I wish I could put it in the chat. Um, Anyways, it it reminded me of that. You should Google search this. So you know what I'm talking about. And the art style is very similar to that. Um, Then I played Rift Breaker, which was pretty neat, or The Rift Breaker. It's like a twin stick shooter where you play as a mech, but there's also a base building component. So you're like going around shooting stuff and then you're building up your base and upgrading your character through different things. So you're, it's kind of like Command and Conquer if instead of just being like a god controlling the map, you're also on the map in a mech shooting things and you don't have units. You're just building up the base and the armory and stuff. I mean, I didn't get far enough to know if there were units. There might actually be them. Um, but that's a neat one. It's it. There's a lot to it. So like I played for about 45 minutes. I did enjoy it. It's probably not for me. It's really, there's just so much. It's such a deep thing that I was like, I don't want to do this right now. I played Tunic. Do you know what Tunic is? Oh yeah. How was that? It was cool. Tunic's really, really neat. I can't recommend the demo enough. If you've play or if you've seen the tunic um gameplay before and if the demo is still available check it out it's like the original zelda on nes um i think it's really really cool and really fun i did not want to play too much more because it's going to be on game pass so why what am i doing give a solid release date for that yet i don't think they have given us a release date yet so i i don't know for sure but um you know hopefully this year I feel like it's one dude, and he's been working on it for six years, so yeah. I'm just not exactly sure how long it's going to take for the game to come out. But, you know, I mean, we could all give him, like, a little bit of leeway because of just how beautiful it looks and how it looks like there's going to be just a ton, a ton of, uh, a ton of like, depth to it, like a lot to do in the game. Um, but I also played... Strangers of Paradise. Oh, wait, before I get to that, I played Sable as well. Did you see Sable at the conferences? Uh yes, I did. Yeah, I don't I don't know what um what that game will be like. It seems like a 3D adventure game, or what style I should say, I don't know what the art style is that it's uh based off of. But I will say that it it's beautiful. Um I I really do enjoy uh Japanese Breakfast, the artist who uh Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I saw that during the uh, summer gaming thing. That was cool. Yeah, I thought she did a great performance, and that's probably my favorite song. I've actually gone to the original trailer multiple times and listened to that track because of just how Mm -hmm. great it was. Um, But, yeah, man, I'm hoping that game's going to be good. I didn't really want to play the demo just because it was like, you know, I don't. I'm going to play the real title. It's coming to Game Pass in September. So yeah. why am I like spending 
all of this time on a demo that I'm actually going to be playing when it comes out. Um, and then, yeah, man, I I also played uh, Stranger of Paradise, which we all saw at the Square Enix uh, conference. Do you remember that one? I do. How was it? Uh, the story and the graphics are bad. The game is very fun, though. You like, think I can't wait to play it. Do you think it's going to look more refined when it comes out? Because it does. It looks cool. It looks like it's got like a, I don't know, it de more, like a Devil May Cry vibe to it, where everything kind of turns to crystals and it's more like stylized and things like that. But do you think that it's going to look better when it comes out? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, it's it's an alpha right now, and it's supposed to come out next year. It's from the team that did Neo, and I played the alpha for the original Neo, and that was dog shit. I mean, that game looked so bad. Um, so I have no doubt that it will be really, really beautiful. Um, yeah, really beautiful when it comes out. But that being said, I'm not conf not a hundred percent confident that it's going to be a PS five series X looking game, but I have no doubt it will look beautiful and it probably will run very good because Neo and Neo two just were released for PS five and they run at 120 frames per second. So okay. like they've done the work before they know what they're doing um i hate the character design but the one cool thing is like neo you can change the outfits so you can make them look more like final fantasy characters put them in armor and stuff and the real thing i loved is between the combat and the upgrade system the upgrade system was great because you could um you could by by just playing with character you get uh points that you could put into the thing and trees and once you get to the end of the tree you unlock like a better version of the class so you have like a fighter at the beginning you can unlock a warrior if you get to the end of that you also unlock mages and stuff by doing different bat like battling mages i can't remember how i unlocked it but i unlocked a totally different thing that i could switch over to that was then like a totally different user there's a parry system um it, it's a blast I almost finished the whole demo, which is not what I do for demos. I normally stop them right after the beginning after I've like got a feel for the game. Yeah. But I liked it so much I got to the end. The only thing that stopped me is the demo seems kind of long. Seems like it's more than an hour, and I didn't know where it would end. So I just kind of stopped playing it because I was like, I'm going to buy this. Like Unless yeah. they totally botch the final release, I'm buying it. Like It's great. Do I, so how close to... You know, in terms of like difficulty, how close to you know, Demon's Souls or Ninja Gaiden are we talking here? Oh, uh, I would say it's easier than those, but it's no Devil May Cry. I mean, okay. you're not going to be able to walk through this game. Like, I died probably 10, 15 times okay. um, because it's it's kind of different. Unlike Dark Souls or Demon Souls or games like that where one enemy will kill you, this game it's more like one enemy, cake. But they are off. They often sh throw like eight enemies at you. Okay. So it's yeah. just really hard to evade. But you have a party of three. It's not like those games where it's just you. You know, you've got three yeah. people. So is it so with games like that? One of my big concerns is uh, evading. Like, it, can you it, can you do that? Can you dodge? Can you evade? You can dodge. You can block. You can parry. Yeah, okay. they've got a lot of different moves. Um, I didn't really notice the stamina system outside of the stamina, where like um a poise system, where once you get hit enough, your character loses their poise and they fall down and you become uh vulnerable for a little bit. Yeah. But I didn't notice like the traditional Dark Souls stamina system, where your character is like losing stamina as they do attacks and you got to be careful about that so that's that's good for some people you i mean you have a ps5 i think it's up for two more days or up for today i would recommend trying it like okay. i wish right. you would have tried it today so we could talk we could have talked more about it yeah. but yeah one of the worst trailer showings i've ever seen for something that could have been incredibly cool um, if I heard I was going to kill chaos or i want to kill chaos or i'm planning to kill chaos one more time that's, that's i was chaotic. about to go insane too chaotic man um yeah my bro uh any other games that you've been playing uh no i mean i 
got to get back on the game wagon this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're fine. I mean, we there's a lot coming up, and there's a lot of small titles. Like I don't know if you saw the E3 t- trailer for Death's Door. Do you know what that is? No. You, like play as a crow, and it's like a Zelda Dark Souls hyper light drifter style game yeah he plays a crow who works for like death anyways it's really cool you should check out the trailer it is coming to game pass next month so um it looks wonderful though i forgot what the team did they did some other game that was good as well um and then you know there's some other stuff that came out that's supposed to be good chicory did you see the trailer for that the game where you play as the dog who's the artist the indie title came out the same day as the uh summer games fest no i I haven't what's it what's it out on uh ps5 okay um, and Steam. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of neat stuff. I was thinking before we get to our um, best press conferences and some of our favorite trailers, we should discuss Nintendo. We, we were originally planning on doing a Nintendo uh, discussion podcast. We both ended up getting busy. We apologize for that. Um, before we talk about the individual things, what are your what were your thoughts about it before we just get into the titles? Uh, it was not what I was expecting it to be. You know, I was expecting this big, you know, they did show Breath of the Wild too, but I was expecting like some kind of new Mario game to come out or, yeah. I don't know, something, something bigger than what we got. You know, it was just kind of a bleh type thing. Like it was cool. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Microsoft good. Yeah, I, uh, I feel the same as you did. I, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Looking back, I enjoyed it more than I did when I watched it. I was really disappointed when I watched it, mainly because the largest title, and we'll go through all the rest of them, was probably Metroid, Metroid Dread, the 2D Metroid that they're releasing. Um, And it did not look like the AAA title you'd want to come out. You really did. I was really hoping for like a Mario. I was hoping for uh, Metroid Prime 4. I was hoping for Breath of the Wild 2 to launch. I was hoping for, if not that, some more small games. So a Wind Waker uh, remaster, something. Something that came out. Because what I saw being this big E3 Direct 2021 was them focusing on 3DS and DS games and bringing them to the Switch. Like, um, we'll go over the biggest titles. They are remaking or rebooting Advance Wars 1 plus 2 for Switch. Um, and keep in mind, one of the things that bums me out about Nintendo is all of their titles are full price, unless stated otherwise. So Advance yeah, Wars 1 plus seems... 2, a 14-year-old game, yeah. or sorry, a 17-year-old game is $60. I'm curious how, I mean, and, you know, even looking at at some of these other remakes they've had, it stays at $60. Like, they don't ever go on sale. So I'm curious, like, people must be paying that price if it's able to hold that, um, you know, hold that price point. I mean, a lot of it is it's it's uh, handheld and console. So, like, you're getting essentially two tiles for one. So I get the reason to sell it, but it's weirder when you're selling old games. I I get it for new games, but it's like, these are old games. Like I would love Advance Wars one and two, but you know, 40 bucks, you know, sell them Mm -hmm. to me each for 20 bucks. Cause I paid like 20 bucks for them when they came out. Like why $60? It doesn't even look that good. Um, it's made by the guys who made uh, Shantae way forward. So they're doing the reboot. Um, another big title, and this is the, one of the very few that's not $60 is WarioWare, Get It Together, which was, I think, based off WarioWare 
3DS. Um, it was like a Mega Micro Game Special or whatever, the WarioWare Gold, whatever it was called on 3DS. It came out like two years ago after the Switch had already launched. And everybody's like, oh, this would be great on Switch. And they didn't release it. Sure enough, here something very similar is coming out now on Switch, and it's going to be 60 bucks or 50 bucks. Yeah, not 30 like it launched on uh, 3DS. I think it was $30 time. When, when is so, the last time like a legit Wario game came out? Like I remember the one on Game Boy, but if, it seems like they don't ever like give him his own games anymore. Uh, you mean non non WarioWare game? Yeah, like a, a legit because WarioWare is just your it, it's just like a party game, isn't it? Yeah, micro games, like, it's really fun. Like, I love the WarioWare games, but, yeah, they are essentially, like, party games. Um, it's like a, almost a Mario Party, but way, 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 way better. Yeah. Uh, the last Wario game was on Wii, I believe, and I only remember that because they made fun of it on SNL because you shake <laughs> right. your uh, Wiimote. That's right, yeah. And it was, like, a really, really dumb sketch, but it was also a dumb game. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how a Wario game would exist nowadays because they were so simple. You know, like the goal is just to get money. Mm -hmm. And it was like very just like go through one level, get to the next, go through one level, get to the next. WarioWare games for me are infinitely more exciting. But the last one I really, really dug was WarioWare Smooth Moves on on Wii because it was so much fun. It was so silly. And you got to use the Wiimote to do just hilarious different things. Whereas like this WarioWare, you're going to play as a character on the screen doing those same motions, but you're not going to do them physically. You're just gonna like move the character around and he's gonna tweeze the guy's nose hair or he's gonna, you know, shave the guy's belly or block the sun or do whatever. You're gonna do that as with your little character you're gonna be moving around. Yeah. So in some ways I'm just less excited about it because WarioWare was always a cool way to show off the hardware. Like, oh, use the touch screen or use the Wiimote or use the whatever. But the Switch isn't as hardware dependent. So I, I don't know how it's going to be. And I don't know if I'm going to pick it up, to be honest, for 50 Was, bucks. was this so. Wario Land Shake It that you were talking about? Where yes. Where you have to shake the controller? Okay. That's the closest thing to a WarioWare. Otherwise, GameCube would have been the last uh, Wario adventure well, game. I, I see, yeah, because I see like Wario Land 3, Wario Land 4, Wario World, uh, Master of Disguise. Yeah, anyways, it's just... It seems it's been, it seems like it's been a while since there's been like a legit Wario adventure game on yeah. something modern. I mean, I think you're going to find that just to be the case always is like you know, Wario <laughs> WarioWare games, people just don't care about them as much. So yeah. like it's yeah, I mean, I I'm just amazed they're selling this for 50 bucks to be honest. Like yeah. these are $30 games. Um I know they sold it for 50, I want to say on on Wii, but the Wii was like I guess like the Switch a phenomenon. So I get it. That's why they're doing it. Otherwise, the uh bigger announcements that they had were um Shin Megami Tensei 5, which was spoiled earlier by outlets. It's coming out in November. It's like a cool JRPG. This is a game uh, I will probably get. I don't know if I'll get it launched. You know, it might be one where I try to pick up from Walmart for like 10 bucks off because it looks yeah. cool, but it's a non-Nintendo exclusive title, so it, it probably will drop in price a lot faster. Or, I mean, is it a Nintendo exclusive? But I, I think it's only published by Nintendo. It's not, it's not created by them. They are also making a Mario Party game, which is stupid because they have Super Mario Party on Switch already, but they're also going to try to sell another $60 Mario Party game okay. called Mario Party Superstars. Can you clear this up for me? The last Mario Party game was a Switch exclusive, right? Or was yeah, it a Super remake? Mario Party. This okay. is the remake of the 3DS mini game collection. Got this it. Mario Party Superstars. Again, going for $60. Um, yeah, man, it... It was a crappy direct, in my opinion, um, because like the biggest thing was Metroid Dread, which looks cool, 
But again, it's a $60 2D Metroid. I mean, we're talking about probably 10, 12 hours because you don't really want them to overstay their welcome for 60 bucks. Now, that's not the end of the world, but when that's in the same ballpark as like Valhalla and other Mm -hmm. 3D games, like it just, you start to like wonder like, oh yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I paid 60 for Resident Evil Village. That game's only eight hours, but there's so much production value in that. It's like, I get it. You know, I get why they had it short and it didn't overstay its welcome. Metroid Dread, I'm sure it's going to be fun. You know, $60 is relative, but it just, it feels weird. I don't know how you felt about that, but when I saw 60, I was like, this, uh," like, it was originally supposed to be, I think, a DS game or a Game Boy Advance game. It was rumored to come out in 2007, I want to say. And then it it got put on the back burner till now, 2021. So, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about it. I'll I'll pick it up. Like, I like Metroid games. I think they've always been pretty fun. Um, But, yeah, and then we got that really, really, really short... Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, which is like supposedly it's yeah. coming in 2022. We don't know anything else. I mean, yeah. we saw Link do some cool stuff. We didn't get to see if the weapons were durable. We didn't get to see how the combat's going to work. Um, do yeah. You, do you think that the price point of Breath of the Wild 1 will stay at $60 when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out? Because I, um, like, I feel like it will. Yeah, I think so. I think it will be. I mean, they don't really drop their games unless they make Nintendo Selects, which might come out at that same time. If that happens, then, you know, Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild will both drop to, what was it, 20 or 30 bucks back in the day? Yeah. But I don't see why they need to. They've uh, they've had sales on Breath of the Wild for 40 bucks. I think I've even seen it as low as $30 once. Um, and that game still sells. So why yeah. do they need to ever drop the price? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just... It, I don't know. Like it, most games, when the second entry comes out, the price drops for the first one a little bit in, in an attempt to try to get people who haven't played the first one on board. But that doesn't seem very. Nintendo That's not a Nintendo to thing yeah. to do, man. I mean, yeah. t- we talked about this multiple times. I kind of complain about them a lot. They are, frankly, fairly anti-consumer as a company. They'll occasionally do stuff where you're like, oh, okay, I get it. That's cool. It's like 30. It's not a total ripoff like Game Builder Garage, which truthfully, that game should be free and they should maybe sell like some skins or something inside of it to make the money back. Because I played the demo and it's neat, but it is like a programming light challenge thing where it's you'll Mm -hmm. only be able to make games used in Game Builder Garage. So it's just like it's like dreams, you know, where it's like, oh, this is a really neat suite of software, but you're you're forced to be on this platform. So how much value is there when it's, it's almost better just to learn to program at that yeah. point? Like, I mean, you're, you're having some fun, but it's mostly programming um, and light programming. It's like uh, visual programming. So not actual like on the computer sitting down and typing. Uh, yeah, man, I feel like Nintendo's in a weird spot. I feel like they're, this E3 was a bunch of portable games that they're now releasing at full price. Like, they were doing the Wii U HD remasters. I feel like we've moved on to 3DS and DS portable remakes now. So, um, I don't know. They don't have much new content coming out. Like, Metroid Dread, I guess, is technically new, but it's really extremely old game that hasn't been ever released till now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that was what announced, talk, they talked about that like seven years ago I've been reading, right? It's, I've never, I, I, don't I thought have it was 2007. With- Okay, yeah, I don't have a history with Metroid, so I don't really know much about you know what the franchise is. But um, a lot of people yeah. said that this game was not the Metroid that they were expecting to hear about. Yeah, so Metroid Dread was first announced, it looks like, in Game Informer in 2005. Okay. So that was 16 years ago. It was supposed to be for uh, Nintendo DS. Jeez. That's why it looks not that great. 
I don't know if you saw the trailer. I don't think it looks very phenomenal. It doesn't look special at all. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't get the hardware that everybody's been rumoring about, which makes me think maybe all those people are liars. Like, I don't totally know, but it just doesn't seem like it's happening the way they keep talking about it. You're like, oh, there's for sure going to be a new Nintendo Switch. Well, oh, Nintendo Switch the, Pro is for sure coming. Did you read the interview with uh, that they did with Doug Bowser? Um, I think this was on IGN, but he was talking about how, like, he didn't deny that there's new hardware like being worked on, but he also yeah. said that he didn't know, you know, they're trying to gauge whether it's best to have this new hardware come out for, you know, the next either for the next generation of Nintendo consoles or, you know, if they're going to be putting something out like soonish. So he's he said they didn't know. I think they do know, but he's just he didn't he didn't deny that it, it exists, though. So that's the thing. Yeah, I. uh I think that's BS. Like, I think he's right about them trying to figure out if they want to release like a half step hardware upgrade. I think it will come out, but I definitely think that it is, um, it's just not as, it's not a guarantee like you would, like they mm -hmm. said, you know, like they might still be like, now nah, we're not going to do it. Or it might come out next year or it might come out around breath of the wild too. You know, we just don't know. Some people yeah. are still rumoring. It's going to come out in September. Totally possible. I just am saying, like, a lot of these rumors I'm getting sick of. I wish people would stop t doing them because they get my hopes up. Like, new Nintendo Switch. Oh, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Oh, this. Oh, that. They're all going to come. This is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. Mother 3 is going to be launched, and it's like, they never happen. Yeah. Nintendo, it, so all I do is get excited for the potential of stuff because I've been a big Nintendo fan since I've been a child. And in the end, nothing launches. I mean, this stuff that's coming out, I've played Advance Wars 1 and 2 already. Uh, yeah. Warrior Warrior will be cool, but I'm not really playing as much stuff in, in real life with people as I used to. So is it going to be even worth 50 bucks? And Metroid Dread is realistically one of the only games I'll probably buy and finish that was mm -hmm. announced there this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I there's really anything besides Breath of the Wild 2 that I have any interest in playing. You know, obviously I'm going to get mario golf tomorrow but you're you know, actually gonna get still i think so other than that though like there wasn't really anything spoken of that i i am like stoked to go out and play yeah mario golf for the listeners is actually two days from now we're recording this on wednesday so <laughs> it's not a thursday episode hopefully this will be on wednesday um yeah i i don't know man i i think nintendo's in a rough spot right now i am hoping that they have a better next year planned i yeah. get that covid and japan all these things has made things weird but like they could have made this all better by just launching a bunch of their old titles or mm -hmm. putting nintendo 64 games on the on the uh whatever whatever the nintendo what is the nintendo uh, online called nintendo switch online is just NSO. Yeah, that's all it's called yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could have put Nintendo 64 games on Nintendo Switch Online and had a huge win. You know, like, hey, here's six Nintendo uh, 64 games. You can now play them with Nintendo Switch Online. Boom. You know, yeah. so many people would have been stoked. But they don't like doing that. Or, oh, hey, Mario Galaxy 2 wasn't part of that uh, that Switch uh, remaster we just did. Here, we're selling it to you for 20 bucks. It's out today. Boom. Nope, not happening. Yeah. There's just a lot of decisions that they make that you just look at and you're like, is is there something I'm missing? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It was weird. Um, let's get to our ranking of press conferences, unless there was something else that you. No, you're good, man. 
What, uh, tell me, so let's, let's not focus on like, and, and by the way, there's a trash truck coming to pick me up because I'm trash after what I said about Nintendo. Their, uh, fanboys found me. They're going to throw me in the dumpster. Um, what, uh, out of the main ones, we're not going to do Capcom, Gearbox, Cock, any of those garbage conferences that I, I didn't even watch, but I read about and was like, oh, here's one game. And it's like, no, we're not going to waste time with that. And some of them were like, yeah. we showed this at five other places. So out of Square Enix, Ubisoft, Microsoft, Nintendo, and the Summer Games Fest, give us your ranking. And those five ones, what is your order from uh, first to worst? Ooh, okay. So the best one is Microsoft. Um Second one was probably to me is probably the Summer Game Fest. Third one, I have to say, that's tough, man. Um, oh, geez, yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, I guess I would say Square, and then Nintendo, and then Ubisoft was would probably be the last one. Yeah, so we, I, I think that's a totally fair list. I am slightly different. If you would have talked to me originally, I would have gone Microsoft, Summer Games Fest, Nintendo. But I do agree that Microsoft's still the best. But I think I'm going to go with Nintendo. Like, I've sat on it enough to think, like, I probably will play quite a few of these games. And as much as I thought the Summer Games Fest was a better conference, yeah. the games that they showed me, I'm really only interested in Elden Ring and um, I think just Elden Ring, man. Like, maybe yeah. I'll get Death Stranding Director's Cut. I like the conference more. Like, I like the artists that they showed. I liked all that stuff. But... I mean, I have no real interest in Tiny Tales or Tiny Wonderland or whatever, uh, the Titina thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I don't, I can't think of anything else. They were like, oh, this is cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Metal Slug Tactics. Metal Slug Tactics. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's what I'm going to say. There's a lot of like small titles that I was interested in, but I just, I don't see, it's nothing I was like super pumped about. They're games that I'll play, but I'm I'm thinking I'll probably forget about most of them by the time they come out, so... Yeah, so that's why I think I'm going to do Nintendo as my next, just because like I will pick up Metroid Dread. I will probably pick up Advance Wars at $60 because I love that series. Um, you know, There's a couple I'm not sure about, but obviously I'm going to get Breath of the Wild 2 the day it comes out, even though I'm going to see it at another E3 before it comes out at least. Um, and, and, you know, Shin Megami Tensei 5, I'm probably going to pick that up too. Like I really did, uh, like my time with the 3DS game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was enough there. And then Summer Games Fest for me after that, I think I have to do Square Enix. Uh, they had a lot of bad trailers. Babylon's Fall did not look that great. In my opinion, Strangers of Paradise showed terribly. They did way too much on Guardians of the Galaxy, which looks okay at best. And then it was shown at Nintendo Switch again, running only on their cloud thing. That yeah. was weird. Yeah. So one thing I think that probably will sell pretty well on the Switch, I think, is uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because I oh, feel like yeah. I feel like that should have initially been released for the Switch because that 100%. seems like a great home for a game like that. Hundred percent, man. It's like sounds like a very grindy RPG, and that's perfect for what the Switch does. Gives you yeah. the ability to play like while you're watching TV or something else. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, uh, Square Enix would probably be next just alone for, I mean, I love the Stranger Paradise gameplay in the end. And what else did they show? I want to uh, say the they Final had. Final Fantasies that aren't coming to Switch. Oh, <laughs> those, uh, yeah, I, that, that was so bad. You, I almost wanted to. Do you notice that they always, like, during these, these highly streamed, like, highly streamed in America conferences they do, they always show like half of what they have is only in Japan. Have you ever noticed that before? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that stuff's coming to the U.S., but just, like, computer and Well, I, I know, but, I mean, I'm, t- like, even with the Dragon Quest thing, like, hey, this looks cool, but you won't be able to play unless you're Japanese. Well, or from to be Japan. fair, that wasn't a U.S. conference. That was a Japanese conference that, because of the internet, we were allowed to stream. Oh, but, yeah, but I, still, I agree. I mean, with- there's a lot of things that would be cool to play. Of course, yeah, and I think a lot of those Dragon Quest things will make it over here. Not all of them, but I think quite a few. And by the way, that Dragon Quest thing is what killed the Square Enix press conference. If they would have saved that for the Square Enix press conference, yeah. do you know how much more powerful that would have been oh, to show sure. off all the Dragon Quest stuff yeah. with all these other things? Mm-hmm. They would have saved Final Fantasy 16 for the Square Enix press conference instead of, and I was wrong, they didn't give a date. You were right. So, like, I don't know when that game's ever going to come out. Yeah. Um then it would have been way more exciting. But in the end, we got like a subpar press conference. But truthfully, Ubisoft's press conference was the worst. Like there was, out of the stuff they showed, all of it was, you spent. they spent too much time. The only thing I'm like actually excited for that they hadn't already shown or been leaked or talked about was Mario plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope. And mm-hmm. even that, there was already rumor that it was coming out. So it was cool, but I can't say I was like wowed. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. way too much time to be an interesting press conference. So it was both like a boring press conference with mostly unexciting announcements. So like Far Cry 6, I'll play. I've already talked about that. I'm excited to play it. But I don't care about the DLC. I never play the DLC. I don't care about Rainbow Six Extraction. Like glad for the people like it. I don't care about Watch Dogs Legion or whatever else they showed. You know, like those games came out already. Like let them yeah. move on, you know? Well, I, I mean, and I, th- I think that we're going to start reaching, you know, especially with the play- PS5 and Xbox Series X, with people spending more money on hardware, I think we're going to reach a point where they're going to try to, like, make these life cycles for these games last longer. That's why we see already they've announced more DLC for Valhalla than was announced for Odyssey. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's a... Uh, My guess is there's going to be a second season pass we'll have to buy, too. So the first one will probably only cover $30. It's so dumb. Right. Well, I mean, even with, like, Watch Dogs. Like, Watch Dogs, they've had DLC, but it's never been significant DLC. You know, like, it's... But now it seems like they're really trying to put the effort in. And maybe that's fine, but also there are people, like, you know, I'm just, like... I'm in the same boat as you are. Like, I just don't play DLC usually unless it's for something that I'm really into. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. I got the Valhalla DLC just because I'm like the perfect power level for Ireland, but I haven't gotten to it yet, like started playing it again. So, yeah, I I don't know, man. I I know that's Ubisoft's thing is make the long, long tail for these games because it's worked Mm -hmm. out so well for them with Rainbow Six. Uh, I forgot what other title. They have like a couple titles where like they started off super crappy and now people love them. I know even like... What's that? Uh, For Honor is still even being oh, updated okay. and taken hey, care of. That reminds me. I, I was listening to uh, some of our classic eps from back in the day yeah. that you guys can now listen to on anchor.fm. Um, oh, nice. There's a lot of things. I mean, just the ones we posted, but there's a lot. Yeah. There's a specific comment made by our friend Branky Poo here who said, oh, no. For Honor, I don't see people playing that. I don't see that game lasting longer than a year. And here we are, what, six or seven years later. And they're still making DLC for for Honor. Okay, to be fair, (laughs) I want to be honest with you. To be fair, very few people do play for Honor. I am not the wrong person. I was very right. I can't stop Ubisoft (laughs) from keeping pumping out content and updating games that are essentially dying. I'm looking at the player count right now. It was 2,780 people. 
last month. So that's mm-hmm. not a lot of people. I mean, unless I'm like confused, that's not a lot of people. They yes, after the game came out, they had twenty thousand people in August of 2018, which was almost a full year and a half after it. So I was wrong there. But after that one twenty thousand bump, it dropped off eleven thousand people in two months. And then yeah. after that, it has stayed low thousands since then, like two thousand or three thousand for the entire since mid 2019 onward. So it's not like this is some crazy, you know, oh man, there's millions of people playing for honor. They love it. It's the number one game in the US. It's they are putting money into games permanently hoping that they'll pay off. And in Rainbow Six's case, Rainbow Six Siege, and I'm going to check the uh, player count for you right now because my guess is it's pretty high. Yeah, their average players are 55,000. This, this reminds me of Avengers. No matter how bad the game gets, they're like, oh, but we're going to throw in Hawkeye or Black Panther. Yeah. And it's going to be great. You guys will it'll bring back all the game gamers we've lost since it came out. It's just going to be so good. Yeah. I, um, I, the Avengers one, though, I get because they already planned all of that content. Now, what I'm interested to see with Avengers is to see how long they keep that roadmap. Because I don't know if you remember, but there was a, we actually, I think, talked about on CBS. They had a, a DLC character list rumored. I'm pretty sure I read yeah. it off here, too, with like Doctor Strange and Black Panther. There was also a Spider-Man that was supposed to be PS5 exclusive or PlayStation exclusive. Um, there was a bunch of stuff that they had already announced or had been rumored. And so they're just really slow. So I'm curious how many of those are actually going to come out. If they're going to keep this game going for like five years and we're going to get all those characters. Or if, you know, they're going to realize in like two years, like, hey, we got six characters out. Or maybe not even that many because they're only on character three right now. And it's taken what? I mean, we're almost a year past when the game launched. We're two months away Mm -hmm. from the year anniversary or so, three months away. So, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I like I can't stop these people from thinking it's worth it, but just so you know, for Marvel <laughs> Avengers player count, I'm going to check to show you how pointless it is. They have 500 people playing that game. Last year had the biggest number, which was 7,500. 500, jeez. This is Steam numbers, so I can't check the Xbox and PlayStation numbers. Maybe it's crazy popular on those things, but from what I understand, like these are not games that have a ton of people playing them. So all the numbers I gave you guys were Steam. They were not uh, uh, Xbox or PlayStation. I don't know those player counts. They could be. For yeah, Honor could have 10 yeah. million people on Xbox. I doubt it, but that you know that could be their whole uh, fan base. Is every Xbox on Earth is only playing for Honor? So yeah, you guys uh, can confirm these numbers too at www.brankiswrong.com. I like um, that was your old uh, URL that you never bought. <laughs> you should have bought it. Um, you could have bought it, and then people could have done that. You could have made it a really good website. Okay. Could been number one on the internet people would have been happy <laughs> yeah. to go there exactly um okay let's let's go over our favorite uh favorite announcements and trailers from e3 this was a weird e3 a lot of people said it's the worst one ever made i don't think so i think there's been worse e3s the, it was a stranger one because there was so little announced for this year in terms of mainstream releases but i still thought it was pretty good and there were a lot of really cool trailers so hit me with the trailer and i'll hit you with one Okay, uh, you know this one's kind of the uh, the obvious, right? Like I liked Forza Horizon a lot. Looks very beautiful. Really excited yeah. to play it. Um, 
you know, like I said, I was at first skeptical about the Mexico setting, but then I got to kind of see what some of these landscapes look like, and I'm pretty excited now. Yeah, I uh, I always judge how much I like an E3, E3 trailer by if I watch it again and if I search it. And the one that made me search it the most was the Halo multiplayer trailer. Mm. I was astonished by that. That looks so much fun. That grappling hook mixed with just like grabbing weapons or grabbing onto vehicles or doing this or doing that, like that looks incredible. If they're able to nail that, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. What's something that you dug? Um, I do, you know, I'm excited about the uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. We've kind of been, you know, we've, we've seen that quite a bit, but I'm excited to play that, especially since it's coming to Games Pass. July. Uh, July, yeah. I, I'm super stoked, and, you know, it looks beautiful. Hopefully it's not boring to play, but, uh, you know, as Wait of Wait right for the now, Top Gun. Wait for the Top Gun uh, DLC. That looks pretty fun. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I think it is July. Yeah, I couldn't find that date. I was looking at the PC date. Yeah. Um. Yeah, July 27th. Yeah, play the Top Gun DLC. That'll probably be a lot more interesting than just traditional flight sim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, another one that like blew me away that I've watched twice, uh, Replaced. Did you see that one? No, which, what, what, uh, what is that one? Um, it was like the 2D HD game from the Microsoft press conference where oh, the guy's yes. walking yeah. and then he ends up like climbing the side of a building and like he fights a guy and breaks the guy's arms and you're just looking at it and you're like, this is incredible looking. I don't know what the game's going to play like, but it looks like amazing. Like I can't wait to try it out. Yeah. Um, uh, what's, what's one that you like from any of the conferences? So I'm trying to like I'm sorry I just I don't remember all these off the no, top of my okay, head. No, it's okay. I'll so shoot I'm another one at like... you. Uh, another one that I really really liked was um, I mean this is kind of cheesy and unfair, but Breath of the Wild too. It didn't show a ton, but the idea that we might get a uh, time travel with the backwards drop, uh, new abilities, um, floating worlds, like there's enough there that did get me hyped. It was a super short trailer, so I will admit I was more disappointed than hyped in the moment, but I have gone yeah. back and watched it because I'm excited for that game. So obviously it's like Breath of the Wild might be my favorite game of all time. So yeah, I can't wait for the sequel. But yeah, that was a great trailer. Anything else that uh, that got you excited? Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to... F it was... Uh... Shoot. I, I I remember we talked about this. I can't even remember That's what okay. the title of it is now. I'll shoot another one at you right now. I loved Metal Slug Tactics. I thought that, like, when that showed up, I was like, I can't wait to play this. This is going to be so cool. Um, I loved that trailer, man. I thought that trailer was just, like, phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, so the one I'm talking about is with uh, the Baba Yaga game. Remember I told you you, you're, you play the the bow? You have the bow and arrow? I don't remember what it's called. Is it, mm. it announced at one of the conferences. I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, that, you, you mentioned it once, but it is an indie game, so I just don't yeah. know... Um, I'm really bad with indie titles because there's no, so many good, of them. No, you're good, man. I can't, yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. Um, Blacktail? Is that it? There's Black Tales, a first-person adventure from a team of horror veterans. Um, mythical Baba Yaga. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I didn't actually see that one, so I don't know yeah, where looks, you saw it. Looks but, uh, pretty cool. Um, you know, I am. I do think that Party Animals looks fun. It kind of yeah. has that. Uh, what was that game where you're like the Gang Beast? Gang Beast. Exactly yeah, like Gang yeah. Beast. It's just yeah. the physics, physics-based brawlers. Like it looks like it's gonna be. You know, you get four controllers plugged in. It's gonna be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I uh, I will say, while this isn't a very exciting one, I did like the Psychonauts 2 trailer. I'm excited for that game. I've been wanting to play it, so like I always love a great platformer, and it looks like it'll be pretty mm -hmm. fun, part of Game Pass. Um, that was a fun... I thought the show that they did was fun for that. Um, yeah. Anything else that you were digging? Yeah, yeah. So I got, you know, I got a couple here. I got Atomic Heart. It looks yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Um, that was... They, we, we've been kind of... Catching I brought that up that. to you and uh, Dr. Donna like yeah. previously. I can't remember what the event was, but I was like, this game looks cool. Yeah, so. well, we've been catching glimpses of it for the past few years, you know, via pic pictures and, you know, p interviews with people who have made it. Like, it looks really cool. I mean, and the premise sounds really cool. We just don't have a release date for it yet, so I guess that kind of bums me out a little bit. Yeah, it's small studio doing like a really beautiful looking first-person RPG in the vein of Fallout. Um, before yeah. you keep giving me yours... I got to put in here because it was probably maybe the biggest after Halo. I haven't watched. I didn't rewatch it is the only thing about it, but I am super excited. The trailer was phenomenal. Elden Ring. Oh, Elden yes. Ring was yeah. like, I wish I had to leave. So I wasn't able to see that live, but I, yeah. man, I wish I could have seen that one live. That one looks so cool. Um, go ahead with yeah i guess the the last one i'm kind of like super pumped on here is the uh shred shredder i think it was called the, the shredders snowboarding the snowboarding game. game yeah yeah it looks looks really cool you know we talked about how like ssx was the last like big snowboarding franchise but like this looks like it it could be pretty cool and you know you don't have to really pay money to play it it's coming games pass so you can't really yeah. go wrong with checking it out i mean that's like I'll, I'll stop my trailers there just because like the Nintendo stuff, even dread, which was neat. I wasn't super stoked on it because I knew that all of these games, even before they revealed the prices, I knew they were going to be expensive full price titles. Yeah. Whereas like the game pass stuff, like 30 or 27 of the 30 titles they showed were shown were on or showed were on game pass. Like, I, and I love the games they showed that weren't on Game Pass. I thought Far Cry 6 showed phenomenally. I thought Battlefield 2042 looks super fun. I thought Diablo 2 Resurrected looked great. But I have to pay money for those games. Yeah. Like, the thing that was so exciting about those 27 titles was, like, I, I can boot them up. Like, the, the game is supposed to be awful that just came out. Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. I don't have to pay money to see if that's good. Yeah. I can turn it yeah. on, and if it's crap, great. I turn save up, myself yeah. money, shut it off, delete it. And I know we were we were trying to make plans to uh, check it out. I know I, I hit up Big Dog. He's gonna install it on his Xbox today too. So maybe we can do yeah, a little, we'll, uh, three or four player co op on there. Yeah, we could try it out. I I don't have high hopes for it. I mean, Doctor Don already mentioned it's no good. The reviews came in; they're really really low. Four, you got but, a four on IGN. Yeah, which is very hard to get nowadays. Um. But the, the cool thing about Game Pass is it reminds me of the early days of Netflix streaming where yeah. there was just infinitely good titles coming. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how long they'll be able to keep this cadence because it's just like the stuff coming out is phenomenal. It's yeah. it's insane, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not even like a Left 4 Dead huge mega fan or anything, but Back 4 Blood coming out in October, that's a big get for Game Pass. Like They had tons of, of titles where you just read it and you're like, Whoa, okay. Uh, every month, I have at least one title, if not more, that I'm excited to play on Game Pass. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, every month Nintendo's going to release a title. I have to go through reviews and decide if I actually want to spend money on those titles. Game Pass, yeah. like, every month, hey, I already got it. Like, you can, if you're like me and you do Microsoft Rewards points, you can get Game Pass for free. So every three months, I generally get enough Microsoft Rewards points that I just use it for free Game Pass. Yeah. So... 
yeah, man, I, I can't say good enough things. And that's why I think Microsoft won the conference for you and I, because every game that I saw there was not like, oh, should I get it? That looks really cool. I'm excited. Like Forza Horizon 5. I'm not a big driving game. Should I actually pay 60 bucks for this? It looks incredible. Or 70 whenever they raise you prices. You don't have to. Yeah. I'm just going to turn it on. When yeah. I download it, turn it on and play it. And if mm -hmm. I love it, great. If Maybe. not, so what? So be it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, my bro, we have a lot of stuff planned in the future. We are not ready to talk about most of it yet, but I'm excited. This summer, I think, is going to be a drought in terms of gaming news, so hopefully we will hit you guys with some of the topics that we had to wait so long because there was a lot of gaming news. There's still some things coming up like Games.com uh, and a few other things that will uh, probably PAX, provide... right? There's PAX is coming physical back. Physical PAX. Yeah, physical um, PAX. To you. Right? You well, could actually go. Yes. If They haven't said anything about South, but they said PAX West is definitely happening this year. Oh, PAX West is the Seattle one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I thought PAX West was uh, the... PAX South is you guys. Okay. Yeah. PAX South um, and then PAX East is on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I would love to go to PAX someday. I don't know what they would be like anymore, um, but I think it would be a blast. There's a game, Ender Lilies, that came out. Hopefully, we'll get a mm -hmm. chance to check it out. I am so torn on picking it up because it seems like a game that will come to xbox you know five months later and be on game pass day one like yeah. uh, i just picked up bug fables on switch maybe three months ago that was just announced today that it launched on game pass so right. bug fables is that paper mario style rpg that looks really beautiful so if you got game pass you can turn it on try it out see if you like it um but my bros we gotta go well, peace peace oh yeah